Hello and welcome back to Bob Temp's movies, where we <laughs> watch the random thing that I'd see on Netflix suggested one day. <laughs> I was wondering how you were going to justify this. I'm I'm very happy that we did, that it happened, but uh, um, this week we sat down and we watched Kung Fu Hustle. Cal. Why don't you give a breakdown of what the fuck this movie is about? Uh, a breakdown is is the correct use, is the correct term for this. A fucking mental breakdown. That's what this show is. And that's what state it will leave you in because you've now seen the peak of cinema. Holy shit, man! Like, so I watched a few like internet think pieces on. Uh, on Kung Fu Hustle and its origins and things like that. And, like, a lot of it has some, like, interesting things to say. I don't remember any particular YouTube channels to plug, unfortunately. Uh, but they were talking about it like... Like it wasn't Looney Tunes. Like it wasn't... Like if somebody just made Dragon Ball Z the the movie, but accurate. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to respond to this in a in a like film criticy sort of way. I only know how to respond to it in a that was awesome. I had a really good time watching this dumb sequence of visual things. Yes, like I was watching it, and then I'm like, I'm still watching it, but I don't know why. <laughs> and then you just can't take your eyes off it. It just because it starts off like you know. There's, like, some gangsters beating up the cops and they go outside and some other gangsters show up and, you know, guy gets mm. his leg cut off with an axe and you're like, whoa, it's a bit shocking. And then the lady gets <laughs> shot with a shotgun and goes all the way across the street, which is pretty funny. Yeah. And you and like, think that's the pinnacle of the silliness. You're like, the, okay, this is what I'm I'm in for, just a little bit of... Yeah. Still mostly serious-ish. <laughs> and then you get the creepy landlord guy... Going about all the people, which is yeah. like, yeah, fine. And then his wife. <laughs> she's like, you hear her run downstairs. For some reason, Looney Tunes physics only applies when you're dealing with her. Like, it can affect other people, the Looney Tunes physics, but only when she's in the scene. <laughs> yeah, she's the only one that can. Oh. <laughs> It's so silly. Like the Roadrunner scene, the like... The fucking... Okay, okay, so one thing. If you haven't seen Kung Fu Hustle and you're listening to us talk about it, yeah. you need to actually stop and watch it because nothing we say will make sense. We're not spoiling it. Don't... that Because what we say, you can't comprehend. Well, it's not... It's just not going to make much sense. No. And, it, and none of it takes away from the experience of watching it because it's not about what even happens it's about what it looks like it's about how it feels to have that happen because mm, we can tell you about the roadrunner chase but that's not going to make <laughs> you're not going to understand what it's like to see these two realistic human beings with like with the legs spinning animation going on underneath them whooshing through things like <laughs> chasing each other sliding down the under the car by just leaning over <laughs> So, like, um, uh, did you watch this with, uh, did you watch the subtitled version or the dubbed version? Subtitles? It's, yeah. I cool. didn't know there was a dubbed version. Well, I didn't either. At least I couldn't get it to do it on Netflix. 
Um, so, but, but when I've looked up clips from it on YouTube afterwards, or when I've looked up reviews and found a bunch of clips, all of those are dubbed. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know. And s- some of the jokes don't land as well, at least, you know, the whole, like you leave more to the imagination. So your brain fills it in, in the way that would be appealing and funny to you. So you, it, it's be- like, that's why it's subs are generally better. Um, yeah, so like okay. the the scene where it's he's like, all right, you there, shrimp, come, you know, you <laughs> you you look like you want a piece of this, come and fight me. And he stands uh-huh. up and he's like eight foot tall. <laughs> the like, scene where yeah, he, he's the the gangster comes to town and he's like trying to be a big man. He's like, I'll fight any of you, and they like step forward if you want to fight me. The whole town town steps forward. <laughs> like the farmer lady punches him and like oh. <laughs> fist goes through his stomach. And blood just starts pouring out his mouth. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. I can't take you on. Anyone else? You. You're you're lucky. You're lucky you're a woman. Yeah. (laughs) I can't hit you. You kid, come and fight me. (laughs) The kid's got a CGI Captain America body. Oh, it's so funny. (laughs) As they keep doing it. It's just so ridiculous. And then, like, like, even just dumb things like when the landlord is... um, like gets the flower pot dropped in his head and then for the next like act of the movie for like the next like half hour of this hour and a half long movie he's still got the like the flower on his head and a pile of dirt like uh like just some ah such amazing visual language used to portray just how dumb it's meant to be it's so good and like i hear people talking about like comparing it to like westerns and superhero movies and things like that like it, it very much is like oh the humble residents of this small backwater uh, uh need to be saved from these like big bad dudes coming to get them it, it's the same plot as as the magnificent seven and i guess <laughs> by extension seven samurai um <laughs> yeah a little bit in the in the beginning only mm. a little bit and then it just gets ridiculous <laughs> Yeah, because the three guys you think that are going to be the main guys all just die. Yeah, well, and because they do that so well. I, I was going to compare it to Dragon Ball Z in the sense that, like, instead of the villains escalating and getting stronger and stronger, which they still do in this movie, um, it's more about, like, which one, who's the real heroes? Like, mm. who's who's actually going to save the day? And you, you think it's these three, then you think it's the landlord and stuff, and then you then you find out who it really is, and it's like, oh. Shit, like it just keeps ex- escalating into insanity. Yeah, and you you're never quite sure because of that. You don't actually know what's going to happen next. Mm. Yeah, like at any point, the peep the person you think is going to save the day could get killed off and replaced by somebody even stronger. Mm. And when they bring in the beast guy and he beats up the landlord and the and the <laughs> landlady, you're like, oh, they could they actually going to die here. Well, I really thought that that the movie was going to end with them, like, like uh, I thought it was going to be them, like, nearly beating the bad guy. Ha ha ha! This isn't even my final form transformation sequence. And then old mate, actual, obviously the main character was going to step up and <laughs> the guy that gets beaten up by the on the train. <laughs> oh, yeah, but... Okay, four eyes, I'll fight you. Your oh. shitty gold glasses. The guy's like, I have gold glasses because they're expensive. Fuck you. And belts yeah. the shit out of him. 
And like the whole time, it's always just like, if you learned Kung Fu, you'd be able to do this. He's like, you could have learned this style or this style. You didn't do anything. You haven't worked hard a day in your life. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, oh, it's so like, oh, I can't remember what his actual name is. Like there's a thing going on in, in China at the moment about, um, uh, like this guy who's sort of like debunking the old, um, Kung Fu masters, like the old, uh, martial arts masters of China. Have you seen anything about this guy? No. Okay. So he's currently like, like the, the Chinese government have like done a heap of things to like try and embarrass him. And like, they've taken down his, like at one point they, they lowered his social credit score. So he couldn't travel anywhere or like do anything. They took away his like gym and dojo and everything from him. Uh, he's slowly sort of getting that back now. Um, but yeah, he was basically just going, no, MMA is the right thing to do. Like MMA is how you can really become strong. Um, and, and I'll fight any of these like Kung Fu masters. (laughs) So it's been like the plot of a normal, like Kung Fu movie of like, he's having his dojo challenged and he's got to like fight his way back to earn everything back, but it's happening in real life. And it's with MMA, not with Kung Fu. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like really happening and it's super interesting. And like watching the movie in the context of like, um, it's trying to like mystify the powers that you can earn by, by following these ancient Chinese martial arts traditions. Uh, and like that, that's this like propaganda thing to like maintain, uh, the, the Chinese government's sort of dominance over culture (laughs) is super interesting. Yeah. That's, (laughs) <laughs> That's a weird way of going about it. Well, and because it's sort of like I, I, I'm not an expert on China, obviously, but like the the promotion of like Buddhist style techniques and everything like that, I don't think is a thing that the Chinese government would want. And this is made by a, a someone from Hong Kong, Stephen. He's got like a very Asian last name, very Western Chow. first name, Stephen Chow. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so like, and a lot of it was like, a lot of the actors are, are from Hong Kong and, and stuff like that. Like it's, it's a very like, like Hong Kong is just such a unique part of China that's so not attached to China in its, in its politics, but very attached culturally. Oh yeah. Um, so, yeah. And all, all the actors in this pretty much are all old, um, Hong Kong, like big action actors from mm. back in like the 70s and stuff that that um chow who plays the main guy grew up watching yeah man how how much of a dream project would that have been well the guy that plays the beast was his um childhood hero and that's so cool like he came out of retirement to do this bit i think yeah if I remember. yeah <sighs> i think a lot of them did actually and the like landlord then. uh was um jackie not jackie chan bruce lee's stunt double Back in the day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Man, it's like this... From like a behind-the-scenes movie-making standpoint, this movie is super interesting, which I think is what gets it. It's like big cult following. Mm. Um, and silly, silly Looney Tunes and over-the-top wire oh. work and CG stuff aside, the fighting in it is pretty cool. It's so good. And like it's the, just unique. Yeah. But the the Iron Fist style of the like the the pansy wimpy um, dressmaker 
Kung Fu Master is so oh, yeah. fun to watch. And the noodle guy with these big, oh. big, big sticks, he just slaps everything around. Oh, so cool! And like the the young guy who um who like he's like the first one to get killed off. Like I really thought that he was going to be the main character. That like, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's the one that you introduced to. He's pretty much the first person you introduced to past the prologue. Mm. He's, he's, you know, you see him carrying all these bloody stacks of grain, and someone's like, "Oh, you're just an idiot. You'll never be more than a whatever you are." Coolio. Yeah, they they use yeah, coolio. It's a weird term. I, I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> Hong Kong fans, let us know. Chinese fans, let us know what that means. Um, but um, and, and then like the the guy who won't pull his pants up. The barber? The, yeah. I really thought he was going to do something cool and he never really does, but... Man, like, this whole movie just feels like a pile of red herrings. Yes, that is exactly what that, the best way to describe it. Because the, you know, the landlord and the landlady start off as being in pretty much the villains as well. Mm. So they're going around beating up all the poor bloody dress owner, calling him a pansy, and he's running away doing mm. the weird run crying and like all the all the acting is so over the top and campy that it feels like it was almost designed as like a musical first but like there's no songs but but it's got like the blocking of like a stage play with um um like with the big open square in the middle of the of the building like that that's set out very much like a stage and, and the way they interact is is sort of designed where like one person will step forward and say the lines and then sort of recede into the background as the next person comes up and says their things. And you, yeah, and we don't get much interior like interior of um, pig pigsty. Yeah. Alley. Yep. Great name. <laughs> but like we get such an interesting cast of characters. Like even uh, I think. It, I can't remember where her actual name is, like Bucktooth Jane or something like the the oh the, yeah the pretty girl with the ugly face <laughs> who, who gets like like everyone is just so like distinct and interesting like to to the level of like it's got like cartoon style character design but they're all real people <laughs> and there's such like a diverse like look of all these people like you you watch a hollywood sort of action movie and everyone is like square jawed pretty boy like slightly grizzled yeah there's <laughs> like, somewhere between didn't... like like you've got the three dials of Clooney, jackman and brad pitt and you're just turning those dials up and down yeah <laughs> on some scale like between them and like marcus phoenix from gears of war <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like you just you they just slowly turn that filter up if they you know depending on whether it's Logan or X Men three. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and but then in this it's like you know there's the stereotype of like all Asian people look alike but there's such a huge diverse range of like uh, of yeah of different looking people that it's like it's super interesting. Mm, it's almost like that racist stereotype. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <a racist> stereotype. <laughs> Yeah, but I, like if if there's ever a, a cultural, like if it's ever a cultural thing that people are made to look similar, it's Hollywood. Mm. It's it's the fact that like <laughs> that Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, and and um, 
uh, and Chris fucking uh, the Captain America, Star Lord, and fucking <laughs> like the, all these like pretty blonde muscular boys are all in the same like franchises and doing the similar sort of roles. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's, exactly. it's white people who are homogenous in that regard, at Whereas least at the got, moment. We've got this this movie where I don't like one or two people will have will have actual names that we know. Mm. And yet you could name you could you could describe at least mm. a bunch of the people based on their their character and then their look because everyone's distinct, everyone's memorable, yeah, and unique. Yeah. Like because okay. I don't know anything else that this director's done. Uh, he did the Shaolin soccer movie, Shaolin. which looks like the same thing but about soccer, and I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, that's why at the start, um, the soccer ball gets stepped on. Yeah, and they're like no soccer because that was no more soccer. This. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that is funny, and like because I know that this is just my basic bitch tastes, but I I want to see him do something in in mainstream Hollywood. Like I I want a a Guardians of the Galaxy or a new Suicide Squad style like comedy superhero movie out of this. Uh, I I think that just that ruin him. I know, I know. Because I, I mean, I, I wanted to watch this because I'm like, oh, I haven't watched a like a, um, a proper kung fu movie that wasn't made in America. Because I think mm. the Jackie Chan ones are made over here, but I've then watched the breakdowns of why they're not as good. Because mm. they have time constraints. They're not allowed to get their crazy stunt and fight choreography mm. like down pat. It's all just quick cut away, fix it in the post type of thing. yeah not yeah. actually learn to do the fight properly. Yeah, like, this movie just... It just oozes personality, and, like, it's just... It's so super unique, but it feels like I've seen half of this stuff before. <laughs> like, it's nostalgic for me to see something so cartoony and over the top. Yeah, but I don't think... I've never seen anything to this level. Like, it's not even... Not in live action, at least. No, because... I feel like if you miss the point of this, you'd be like, oh, they're just trying to be like the Matrix or something and with mm. that, with all the crazy CGI fights, but they're just really shit and have no money. It's like, no, this was made to look that poor on purpose. Like, mm. you can see the other parts where they've made this shit look real good. Mm. Uh, and then you see the bits where they've quite clearly just pegged a dummy at a wall as hard and as quickly as they could. <laughs> just yeah. to overemphasize over shit. Oh. <laughs> and like, yeah, it just, you don't you don't make the Roadrunner thing look like that, not on purpose. Cor- yeah, that that took a lot of effort to make it look that dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like the mind that birthed that scene. Yeah. Mwah. And like, what's so interesting is that the director plays the main guy, who's hardly in it anyway. Yeah, I mean, like he's probably on screen for maybe like a third of the whole movie in total. Yeah, um, he have the most dialogue though. Cause he's, yeah, but that that's but, just because he's a chatty guy, I suppose. But his his character is <laughs> sorry, also... sorry. I just remember the knives and the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> he's just <laughs> trying to about... throw this knife. He's trying to throw a knife. <laughs> he's talking about subverting expectations. <laughs> it's so good, man. Oh shit! And then like. Oh. 
like the the movie like it was I think it was trying to give off this like um old school American sort of like like it, it was meant to feel a bit like a gangster movie it like or like at least that's like visually what it was trying to represent. Like there are people wearing like cowboy hats and, and, and like yeah. and suits and, and smoking suits big cigars. And, and yeah. yeah. Um, and like the, the two musician assassins who I'm sure are supposed to be a blues brothers reference. I, I love the two <laughs> musician assassins. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so like, there's definitely some like love letters to American stuff here, but it felt so distinctly foreign. It felt so distinctly not an American feature. Yeah, it's quite clearly you know paying homage to all those um, Hong Kong action movies mm. that that Stephen Chow must have would have grown up with. And it makes me want to like get into them, like I because a big barrier to entry for a lot of these things have been like. Well, accessibility for one, that's definitely a big one, but, but also just like, just reading the subtitles and stuff like Mm. that. Like I, I know a lot of people who just, they won't read subtitles. That's me. And and like for somewhat good reason, like not being able to watch what the, how the characters are like their facial expressions while interpreting what they say, it like can really take you out of the immersion yes it Um, does but this this movie is so much about like simple wordplay and then ridiculous action like you i I feel like not very much was lost by having to look up and down on the screen all the time no and there are enough sound cues to know when you should be looking up anyway Mm. like the, the sound design sort of like like, is enough that you go, oh, hang on, something's happening. There's, like, cartoony steps or, um, <laughs> like, just, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, you you probably could listen to this as a radio play while, while just looking at it and understand what's going on, at least in the non-action scenes. Um, at least, at least the, the introduction... The, the first part before um, the main character shows up, like with mm. the, the husband, the landlord and the landlady, you don't need dialogue for any of that. No, you can understand. Apart from them saying landlord. Going. Yeah. 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 You can see he's got the, he gets the kiss on his cheek and then he's talking to the wife and then all of a sudden the wife's belting the shit out of him <laughs> and throws him out of four story building. Man, I just, it's just it's really well written as well how it like builds things and it like at first the, um someone's like one of the tenants is like oh he's like yeah you make such good donuts I'll, I'll talk to the wife about getting your rent lowered yeah like, haha he's just saying that as an excuse to not do it and then it turns out no that his wife is actually the, the scary one yeah the one who's really pulling the strings and because yeah. like they sort of they portray him as this asshole early on and and her is this like violent mean person and i was expecting them to yet be the bad guys and for them to secretly be sort of the heroes and that like everyone's in this weird world of slapstick violence and and softcore sexual harassment that <laughs> like yeah. that, that no one should be okay with <laughs> like it's it's really not okay for for this much 
horrible shit to be going on. And then he gets like thrown out the window and the pot lands on his head and and the, the pot breaks perfectly in half, leaving the, the flower like just as a bundle on his head. Oh, and you go, oh, I'm so watching good. a cartoon. <laughs> and yeah. then it all sort of like becomes okay. Yeah, that, that's the point where you're like, oh, okay, this is sillier than I expected. Because mm. before then, the, the silliest thing was like the, the axe guys are just are dancing. Yeah, well, and, and him throwing the axe to cut that guy's leg off. Yeah. And it yeah, like so can... clearly like boomerangs around. <laughs> To, to make it happen like it's like such a physically impossible scene um but then like the the woman gets shot and like, if there was more blood i'd say that looks like a tarantino scene true it's she her the blowback is about as much as when that as, yeah, as, as what when, you've seen django unchained yeah yeah when they shoot samuel L. jackson into the other room <laughs> um like yeah it's the, Someone described it as Tarantino meets Lenny Tunes meets Jackie Chan. It's and pretty pretty decent description. It, it yeah, like it's it, there's some like masterful physical comedy, some like yeah incredible action scenes, ridiculous um, cartoon physics, and, and it's, it's also just yeah. genuinely yes, yeah, just genuinely funny. And it just, it leaves you somewhat speechless. Like, you you want... (laughs) Yeah, when it ends, you're like, well, my life can never be the same. I can't watch another movie now. Yeah. I guess this is it. It's like when you watch Blazing Saddles for the first time. And you're not sure if the movie's even over. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you think for a second that, like, the crowd could come dancing through your bloody (laughs) lounge room at any point. (laughs) Like the fourth wall is so utterly destroyed, and and like yeah, you watch this movie, and like your your idea of what a movie is is so completely destroyed. Like it's it's just not the thing that would ever get made in the West. No, no, no way. And if it did, it have the soul ripped out of it. Yeah, it just it wouldn't be. Like, the closest I can think of is, like, a Leslie Nielsen, like, parody movie, like, Wrongfully Accused, or, or Yeah, but this, like this this has more to it than just being a simple parody. Mm, because it's like not it really, a parody it, of any one thing. It's, and it's not even just troping things. It does what it's doing well, from what at least what I can tell. The bits mm. where it's actually trying to do things well, it's doing it well. And where mm. it's just using the technology to make something that looks kind of cool, and you mm. just throw your suspension of disbelief out the window because you're like, Mm. oh, fuck, it's clearly nuts. I'm on board for everything. This guy is now a toad. I'm fine with it. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Whatevs. And, like, it it would kind of be like if Scary Movie came out and was genuinely scary. Like, you can't even imagine that outcome. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, what's yeah. your what's your favorite bit, Cal? Oh, look, I'm just I think I'm just a sucker for the anime style action scenes. So I think when the landlord couple first confronts the beast, and they have this master plan with the funeral bell that they're slowly pulling off over oh, the course of yeah, the fight. Yeah, yeah. And and when he like 
is about to like concede the fight because <laughs> they've like they've clearly bested him. <sighs> like and uh, and and they like honorably put the bell down and then he fucks him and it's just like no come on gang <laughs> he's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Like yeah that that particular sequence was was yeah was my favorite action bit um mm. but I, I was i was genuinely moved by um by the flashback bits with the mute girl and the lollipop yeah yeah that's that's that was a nice little touch too mm. it gives it a bit more of a i mean that you can once you start getting it you're like okay i see where this is going now mm. but also like the most unrealistic bit is that she just forgives him for like robbing her twice <laughs> <laughs> And smashing the lollipop that she's kept for like twenty years. Yeah, uh, true. But how how sweet is it when his friend gives him the drink up? Who tells him to leave? Oh, it's so nice. Like, I, oh, I love his friend. There's so much like super wholesome shit in this movie. <laughs> oh, it's so good. What's your favorite bit? Um, I think it's either uh, the the snake and the knives bit because that is hilarious. Mm. Mm, just or. Oh. Tasty. The um, the 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 music fight where the landlord and the mm. landlady keep in like the landlady keeps leaning at the window and yelling at them to be quiet. Oh. And clearly, like partway through murdering these guys, oh. and the husband's like, "No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Carry on, carry on. Everything's all right." Like the dumb bullshit excuse for why they didn't like swoop in earlier, even though they're clearly like the most powerful people in. God damn it! Like it's so many like dumb anime tropes that you just want to like slap out of people. Yeah. Oh, like it's the kind of shit that like I really like stuff like My Hero Academia for not doing. <laughs> like mm. the kind of shit that would <laughs> make get... me. <laughs> you get the. Um, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh. Wink at the camera, and then in English, what are you prepared to do? <laughs> like, I don't understand what you're, you're saying. You're not speaking Chinese. <laughs> Which is lost, because I'm reading the subtitles. I'm like, hang on, no, I understand what he just said. Yeah, but, cause, but it, it, like, I was, yeah, I was reading it, and then I'm like, hang on, I understood those words. Those words sounded like English. And then the yeah. next line, we, I, we can't understand you. You're not speaking Chinese. I'm like, ah! That was for me! <laughs> that was for the English-speaking subtitle-reading people! <sighs> it, it's, de- it's a very good time if you're, if you're starved for, like, some, like, solid action movie yeah definitely check it out yep it's on netflix so it's easily accessible Mm. everyone there you Mm. go yes get get around it get amongst it hustle up (laughs) Uh, 